Audio companion number 12. It is May 11th. As ever, I remain Jordan Smith. And I'm joined today by my good friends Tim Hoffman. Hey, And Kevin Corvo. Hello. Good afternoon. Yes. What a beautiful day today in Hilliard, gentlemen. I'd say uh, Tim and I were just outside commenting on the intensity of the solar radiation today, mm-hmm. which is something we haven't really had to worry about over the last six to nine months, it seems. If you could see, you could tell which is my driving arm. <laughs> Does everybody have their driver's hand? No, not me. I got mine. I've got even distribution. Uh, mm-hmm. But the good news is uh, we all came together here today to record another uh, audio companion for you all. And the format today is going to be a little bit similar to how it was a couple of weeks ago. We're going to look into the future of the Hilliard Beacon and discuss uh, a couple of things, but we'll mostly be discussing today uh, a business-related article that Kevin's putting together for us that will be out in a couple of days. Should be out tomorrow. Yeah, now that we've gotten uh, some late-breaking news handled, you can... Hot off the iPhone. Yeah, tell us a little bit about it. It's just it. I just spoke to the owner um, of what will be called, what is planned to be called, Firefly Winery. Mm, Firefly Winery. This time next year, uh, you should be able uh, to enjoy uh, your selection of wine made on site at the winery. What? Made on site here in downtown Old Hilliard? Yes, from local Hilliard grapes. Local Hilliard grapes. I don't know about that. Although there is a burgeoning Ohio uh, vineyard scene. or There was a couple of years mm-hmm. ago. I guess I've, I stopped keeping track of how restaurants... <laughs> by and large were evolving about oh I don't know 14 years ago when I became the time to make the donut man <laughs> uh, but it does seem like this is going to have a couple of those uh, more modern trappings those associations maybe so am I right in understanding that it's not actually going to have an inside kitchen it will have and this is new I didn't know this uh, last year uh, it will have a small kitchen uh, it'll have a pizza oven uh, but it won't be, it's not a pizzeria, <laughs> uh, but there will be shareables, um, is how it's described. Uh, so dips, um, uh, bread, cheese, selections, uh, things that typically complement wine, uh, and, and a small pizza oven uh, for Conversation. basic uh, basic food to go with the wine on site. Small pizza. Uh, if you have a larger appetite, there'll be food trucks next door. Uh, because there is going to be what amounts to a food truck park, for lack of a better term, uh, that will be between the Westwood Collective and Firefly Winery. Uh, Firefly Winery, um, the owners will lease that from Westwood Collective. Uh, so the developer of the of the developer is Andy Warnock, uh, who has his, who's developed quite a few things um, in Old Hilliard um, in the recent past. So. That might be an actual, um, you know, a, a community profile we look into doing, building out, because his name has been associated with a lot of the the big earth, so to speak, relative to Hilliard, uh, single projects. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, he's been doing... He has field a field house on, on Brown Park Drive, yeah. and... The um, Junction, which is 
right adjacent junction, to Texas where this pizza is in junction, um, and also um, Legacy Smokehouse, which an update needs to be there at some point because reopening the nineteenth. That soon. Okay, good. That's exciting. Yes, that. we should have the Legacy guys That's in here been, as well. Yeah, two years now. I think behind that business because I would like to tell that story a little more front to back. Sure. Um, they're so nice. They're so nice. Incredibly nice. Uh, Mission-based founding, uh, a, a memory-based founding, and it deserves to be told to everybody. And I, I've heard it from them before, and I think that they should mm-hmm. they should come on the on the show to tell it, or we should go to them somehow and maybe do a little remote or something. That might be interesting. On, on the at the place, a little, it's so far away. I, I don't know. If I know it here. it's literally down the street. We should just walk down. There. I have missed their brisket. Yeah. I've missed that too. It's so good. They do. They get it. It's nice and peppery. Mm. Just the right uh, proportion of meat and fat. (laughs) (laughs) Whether it's um, this new winery we're discussing, Firefly, or them, or any number of places here locally that kind of do things more from the start, I think sitting around this table we can all have an appreciation for the local artisan nature of things, taking it to that next level. Okay, you put Legacy's brisket up against, uh, I think the hot one in Austin, whatever, Franklin, right? Franklin something barbecue or something like that. That's the that's the big international name you see featured on all the Food Network specials or whatever over the last couple of years. All right, so it's probably like not, fourth best in Austin. Exactly. You may not see that head-to-head comparison who wins, who loses, because that's not something that people really think about when they're working in these local communities. Mm-hmm. But what you will get is that extra level of on-site preparedness, attention to detail, all those things that go along with you know, doing it doing it here in town. I think that's exciting mm-hmm. to hear of another, another uh, company that's coming in with that level of local production. I'd be interested to see and hear like, what kind of local partnerships they're working with on wineries and things like that, because... Uh, obviously, figuring out where to pitch your offering in Hilliard is its own little art form. It is. It totally is. And I'm still trying to work on that. Right. What's interesting to me about businesses like Legacy, a winery coming in, you know, obviously we have Crooked Can. Uh, is there anyone else brewing beer in Hilliard? Brewing beer? I don't believe so. I don't think. I mean, we know of a couple people around town that do coffee, and I know of one other place that does donuts locally, but, like, beer breweries? I don't think so. But the the fact is, when it comes to these sort of artisanal food forms... Not in Hilliard. There's they, a couple They used cities. to be tied to locally available ingredients. Sure, what can you do with corn? We got it. <laughs> right. <laughs> But now, with our infrastructure and our ability to get whatever we need, it's a lot down to technique. So, the techniques that you need to make amazing pizza are available to anyone. Mm. And I know two spots that we can walk to from here that are making world-class pizza. That'd be interesting to talk to uh, Warnock as well, because... That barstool sports thing, mm-hmm. that to me feels like a media play beyond just something that happened. I would be interested to hear 
the Barstool Sports story start to finish. Because that's a big deal for a local place to get that kind of a mention, to get that kind of national sure. switch flip. Uh, sure. I had people from my hometown texting me, hey, have you been to Sexton's? Right. It's like I walked there. It's, yes. And worth saying, they very rapidly became my favorite pizza in Hilliard. Within a couple of visits, I was like, these guys know what they're doing. Yeah, they got a handle on it. They definitely have a handle on it. No, absolutely. I agree 100%. Uh, it's exciting to see development. And you did say that they were discussing some of the pitfalls of trying to do this over the timeline that they've had to do it. What are some of those associated costs that were driven up for those guys going uh, through this? I didn't specifically ask Andy to go into detail on that. Other than generally speaking, the, the cost to develop this is a little more than what was envisioned or budgeted for last year uh, when this project was first announced. So You touched a little bit on it a second ago when you said, oh, we can source things in from everywhere. Mm-hmm. And the supply chain issue, as ooh, every, everybody hears supply chain and we still quail a little bit with fear, mm-hmm. uh, those had gotten exposed over the last two years. And I think what it exposed is that just in time, just barely getting it on the shelf right before you pivot and hand it to somebody. So fragile. It's very fragile. And we've talked about uh, anti-fragility and things over the course of years, you and I in our relationship. And (laughs) we haven't always been the most anti-fragile operation. But to have it in mind is something a lot of these local entities have to to be planning for. And legacy uh, were taken out of the, the operating system by unforeseen disaster a fire um but those years of learning your balance learning your ordering proceed not procedure they obviously know what they're doing i'm not trying to say that but just that ebb and flow of getting stuff in using it getting getting additional stuff in unexpectedly that's all local business stuff that's all how uh local empires are made so hopefully legacy rejoining the fight uh firefly winery now uh, jumping in both feet with a, a high-end, uh, interesting concept, working on local wine. I don't know. Will they have a Hilliard? Will they have a Hilliard label, Kevin? We have to ask the tough don't questions. Don't know about labels. They will also construction <coughs> construction should start. There's a plan to start in July, so they will demo um, a couple single-family homes at the corner of Franklin and Grant. Uh, to make way for this 4,300 square foot winery, it will have on-site parking. Uh, the parking lot will be where another uh, residence now sits that will be demoed. Uh, they will. They do a plan to apply and obtain a liquor license that will also provide for beer and spirits. Mm. So if wine is not your only thing, um, there are will be other options, um, although it's, it, its focus is a winery. Sure. You don't want that Hilliard Riesling? Well, of course I do. <laughs> I first I want to try it. Uh, if it. If I like Riesling, that's what I want to try. You know, I think... Uh, it's interesting that everybody is working that balance of do I offer a very diverse thing? It's got a little bit of something for everybody or do I narrowly tailor this and be a very specific thing? Right. Uh, and try to craft some kind of reputation uh, based around that narrow focus. Now you and I have been more that small bore, narrow focus, one offering product, but together we experienced a little bit of that branching out that that success 
uh, that success that joining those two offerings can bring. Sure. So you want to be able to you want to be able to have a product that you knock out of the park. Mm, yeah. The and key, s- the key piece. Right. And so for you, that was always bagels. <laughs> You know, donuts and coffee was a very easy marriage. Yeah. Uh, for a winery, I don't know. Do you focus on a couple of things? I don't know. The owners are Joe and Jennifer Hollibaugh, I want to say. And uh, the, uh, Joe told me they'll have a wide array. Um, it's whites, reds, dry, sweet. They're going to run the gamut. Okay. And I think, too, uh, not to be underestimated, is that food truck court. People love variety. You sure. know, if you're trying to create a come out atmosphere, people really want to figure out uh, what uh, what they need to do, <clears throat> so that mm, it gives them another hook every week. There's something different. They're rotating, and if they can cultivate relationships with these food trucks, they'll uh, they'll have a they'll have a strong offering there. They'll have something that. Uh, heretofore has not existed, and I wonder how that'll make other businesses feel down here locally that count on a brick and mortar, a kitchen, uh, an established user base. It'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see them enter the space and to see how it develops from there. And uh, thanks for talking to them. Thanks for bringing us the story, Kevin. Sure. Um, Tim, do you want to talk? Uh, just do a little bit of a brief whip around of some other things that we've got going in process. Uh, for the last few minutes of the show here today. I think that's a fine idea. Okay. Um, Tell us a little bit about what you're working on as far as, uh, you know, we got into the Hilliard Community Plan a couple weeks ago. The draft was issued, and it's about 160 pages long, and we dove right in. Is that a publicly available draft? It's out there. It's publicly available. Okay. And you can get it. You have to kind of go looking for it, but you know... Uh, there's nothing behind the boards about it. Once they publish working drafts and stuff, that's all out there for the public to use and consume. We talked about this last week a little bit. Right. uh, And we've talked about it as uh, we're talking about that Dublin Road development. Yeah, vis-a-vis. (laughs) Vis-a-vis. The number one bullet point on this plan is a shift in focus from, uh, well, to infill development which is exactly the kind of thing that you are seeing on Dublin Road, the things we're seeing on Truman, this is as opposed to sprawl development where we just develop more tracts of farmland spreading westward Mm -hmm. some of the ideas that they talk about are making better use of our current infrastructure and creating I think it mentions right in that point, if not in the expository paragraphs, trying to create more walkable, bikeable community. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so what that means is more, you know, people who live in Shire Cove consider that Dublin road development a bomb dropping in the neighborhood. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, we don't want to be uh, NIMBY people. Right. Uh, we want to understand what this means, and we need to understand what a shift in focus to infill development means. Well, it, for one, it means if it happens within city limits, it means different tax 
payouts mm -hmm. to the municipality when that construction takes place, mm -hmm. as opposed to township chewing, you know, and then biting things off later or only being in school district coverage. Now, this development on Dublin Road um, manages to land on several divisive lines. Sure. Number one, that, like you said, putting something in like that on Dublin to the people that have lived there all this time is like a big stone going in a very tranquil pond because for the most part it's a it's a transit corridor right so off the road people don't view it as a walkable neighborhood or anything like that it's just that's where the action is right there on the road and then everything away from the road is more quiet neighborhoods and what have you and single family um, homes and stuff of that nature but what's to say that the essential character of those neighborhoods wouldn't be improved by a more walking-centered focus of development. Say, what if the idea behind any additional development that goes in there, there have to be public offerings, green space, all the things that they are going to put in that's not just for residents, but for the community at large. I think that not leading with those things, that walking into this development process and kind of having people find out about it uh, in the way that they do currently is not beneficial to either people having smooth development processes or mm -hmm. people learning to or coming to better understandings about what's happening in their city and in their immediate neighborhood. So. This is going to be an effort on your part to kind of walk people through that. Right. So I'm uh, working on a piece. It'll be exhaustive uh, with lots of resources for you to look at, especially links to uh, Hilliard government pages on ongoing developments. Um, they're there now if you want to go and look and see what some of the major developments are in Hilliard. They're on the, the HilliardOhio.gov yeah, I love going in there and kind of losing myself, essentially, because I'll jump in and fall into rabbit holes where on the development portions of their website, I'll find all the available commercial property currently listed in Hilliard with helpful pictures. Yeah. And those things are all there and resources that hopefully this Hilliard Beacon can shine a light on and say, on an ongoing basis, these resources are there for you to use so that you are not individually... Uh, without a way to check on development, without a way to be abreast of what's going on and kind of see in in the city's own resources what's out there. Right. And my goal with this piece and our ongoing coverage is to make sure that no one who reads the beacon is going to be shocked when bulldozers show up yeah. a couple blocks mm -hmm. from where they live. Yeah. No more flat-footedness uh, is a great goal to have for what I consider to be some of the most interested in people that are interested in being well-informed. We've got a reader base that's jumped on the offering, which is Kevin's 24 years of experience continuing, mm -hmm. providing local insight with the background, with the information sets that he already possesses, with those resources at the fingertips and things of that nature. I think that um, that's what we're trying to show people we can have. Because I think a lot of people, when we first started this, I don't know what people are expecting from our election coverage this year. Uh, you took the opportunity to reset us when the primary was canceled, and I appreciate that because it's important to jump into these things early, mm -hmm. and I believe uh, be there throughout. 
providing ongoing uh, evaluations, providing right. ongoing opportunities. Because when I was running years ago, the only time we ever got a chance to be in front of people talking about ideas, working through our own campaigns as far as what we thought was important or what people might be interested in uh, to harness the, the voter bases uh, throughout the city was a one single community forum. But at that community forum, the faces, the people that were there, that's our reader base. Right. <laughs> Those people that were there, that were jumped in, that were really ready to engage with what's going on, that's our first batch of readers. So um, bringing them along in these other ways that you're talking about, kind of making development, as we always said, part of our ongoing focus, but in right. this way, mm -hmm. uh, providing resources for citizens, people that live here, residents, that can make it less uh, of a mysterious thing in an ongoing way. And for the people who weren't at that meeting, and whose eyes glaze over as soon as you <laughs> mentioned city council. You? Me? No. Not us. Me a little bit, sure. Right, sure. Let's not let's not pretend. For Go those ahead. people yeah. who don't want to hear about infill development and theories behind it, I am working on the guide to Hilliard Tacos also. Yes. <laughs> this is the diversity of coverage provided uh, by the Hilliard Beacon, and we're we're really here for it. Uh, it's it's exciting to get to a stage where we start to see the chance to maybe develop some things. Uh, for ourselves uh, and out of our experience and our connections to the community that we have uh, and we do that under the, the guidance and uh, auspices of providing you all the best uh, that there is to have locally. So um, just briefly, last little bit of info, we have another Agora coming up on the 20th of May and there are a couple more into June. Uh, middle of the month and end of the month. There will be dates available for that coming up on uh, the Destination Hilliard City calendars and uh, several other places, so keep an eye out for socials uh, to start posting about that. We had a great time with our inaugural outing with the Pop-Up Pickers Club, and the vendors coming out to this next round of things is going to be various and different. So. Every time people come out to these events at Agora, there are going to be faces you're familiar with and new offerings. Mm -hmm. So just because you made it out to uh, the first offering we had a month ago, or not a month ago, geez, just two weeks ago, yeah. uh, make sure you get out to this one on the 29th, or the 20th. Mm -hmm. Whoops, well, the 29th was the first one. Huh. Yeah. Uh, no edits, no edits, the 20th. May 20th. So uh, we're excited to have you out for that here at Franklin Street. We're also excited to talk uh, more Hilliard calendar of events for the summer. Maybe an upcoming episode we can get deeply into the month-by-month -month breakdown, but Hilliard has done a great job of being more public-facing and more public-oriented in its event planning. Mm -hmm. We want to share more of that information out uh, because those opportunities can be really spectacular to see the community, almost the fullness of the community. You get this whole city out at a park event like they do sometimes mm -hmm. in the summers. It's pretty impressive to see that amount of people hanging out, doing stuff together. And it's a rarity, but it could become a lot more common. And I think that the Hilliard downtown that we're a part of here on Franklin Street is kind of indicative of that direction 
that Hilliard wants to move into, bringing people together uh, around community stuff, around events, places, businesses, and uh, ideas of uh, a city. So what uh, what else do we have in the pipeline for next week, Kevin? What's going on? We've got to get this article out this week. It should be out tomorrow, so people can look for that soon. You'll mm -hmm. get this audio first. Probably it'll hit because we like to get something out before the weekend. Uh, but once this article goes out, probably Friday, uh, what's on tap for next week? We going back to council? We looking at uh, more development? Talking to individuals? I am going to uh, ask for any updates on the, the development on Truman Boulevard called The Point. Mm. Uh, there is construction ongoing. Um, the developer, Equity is the developer of that. Uh, they indicated four or five months ago of bringing some restaurants that are exclusive to Central Ohio. I don't yet know if Equity is ready to divulge who any of the tenants are. Oh, sure. Bojangles! Like, don't want to let anybody know. I know Popeye's is open. Popeye's is open. Oh, yeah. yeah, I did. I went and got a haircut today. Hey, you look good, bud. Yeah, my son Dominic noticed, uh, noticed or wanted to know what was going there, and we finally saw the signage for Popeye's. So I believe that that's in Columbus, so that, that isn't anything I would have saw come through. Mm. Planning and zoning. Going, I'm going to die of a heart attack. Uh, but my son, was he'll be going there, so he was excited to see that. Be reading the labels on that peanut butter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 that might not be, yeah, I should ask him. I didn't think that was in your protein diet. Yeah, what's, you the the <laughs> what's the cholesterol like on that fried chicken sandwich? Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, well... Unless we have anything else to discuss, I think we can just go ahead and wrap this one this week. I'm excited to get this one in the can. Tim, are we going to have it on this week's show? Yeah, we sure are. Oh, it's amazing. Folks, just briefly, got to talk about the auditory offering bookending this episode. Got a contribution from our one, our only, uh, Tim Hoffman, creating the music uh, palette for the Hilliard Beacon. You can look forward to hearing that in all its various forms, uh, bracketing this show and other offerings that we put out as a, as a, as a, as, what do you want to call us? A company? No. As a, as a membership? As, as a, a collective? As, as a, a collective. As a, an entity. Oh, I like it. I like it. We're the entity with our own music now. Yay! Hey! Hey! Beautiful. So again, thank you, Tim. Composed. Original composition coming up. You folks uh, have a great week out there in Hilliard. Look forward to that article. And uh, maybe a paywall piece here coming soon from Timothy. Hey. We'll see you on the flip for the next one. Thank you again. <laughs>